Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. Cool. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Take the Town Podcast, episode 197. Good to see you, bro. You're, uh, for, for the people who... We're getting up there close. To, it's 197 now. Wow. Yeah, and the, for the people who can't see uh, or who are just listening right now, uh, Teacher is with... Uh, you can lean down in a little bit so they can see your face some. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I see That's the resemblance. I see the <laughs> resemblance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teacher right there. Okay, Mr. Beal, it's wonderful to have you on the show, and uh, you know we're, mm-hmm. I, I'm real excited, basically, to uh, you know just ask you a couple questions about you know my my co-host here because you know when I met him, he was a very well-respected artist already, and uh, you know during our friendship, he's you know just grown to be even more of a developed artist. But I want to know a little bit about his life before you know he became the the man who he is today. You know, I felt like uh, since we have you on, maybe we can. Uh, Ask you a couple questions. Would, would that be okay? <laughs> I doubt he's going to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, like I said, I, I just want to know when, uh, you know, when teacher was a little Keith, I mean, like, was he like already an artistic guy or, you, you know, did this develop a little bit later? Oh, started at an early age. <laughs> I see. And was he like drawing with crayons in the walls or, you, you, know, you know, at an early, at an early no, age? Not- not that far. <laughs> see, I was well behaved. I was well I behaved. I didn't crawl on the on the walls or anything. <laughs> that was later on in life, basically, right? Okay, that, that's good. And and also, you know, um, like I said, did you ever expect him to grow up to be an artist, or uh, you know, did you feel like uh, you know, what what did you have in mind? Because I know he's always saying that you know you got you were working for the military, basically, right? Um, when when he was younger, right? So. Uh, you know, growing up in Destin, Florida, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's it, interesting that he became an artist, you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know how many other kids that grew up here became artists? No, I don't. You? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I heard it's a beautiful town, but uh, currently, uh, you know, you guys just went through a, a hurricane, right? Or a, yeah. a Category 4 or, you know, the news always makes it seem like it's such so bad so i mean like how was the experience it was bad it didn't bother us that much but uh, that much we didn't get anything we got some wind yeah, and sun and fresh air it was beautiful central florida got the brunt although oh, I, we did the the bird feeder the the roof of the bird feeder got blown off we pushed it down again <laughs> well you wired it down yeah 
Mm, I see. I see. I mean, just just wondering us, California, especially a lot of the audience, we've never been through a hurricane. I mean, you know, but we hear about hurricane parties. I mean, like, you know, if you watch the news, it's just complete devastation. Right. It's like everybody's homeless. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying, obviously, like, you know, the birdhouse broke. But, uh, you know, what do you guys usually do during the hurricanes? Is it like kind of a family bonding time? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a family bonding time. We just bury each other's company. Um, yeah, no, uh, my dad has decided that he's not going to evacuate anymore for any mm. hurricanes or anything. Right. Well, and, you know, yeah. We, we have a basement. We have ah. a basement. There's a middle room in the basement that the basically the bottom floor is cinder block. Mm. Okay. And then you got a cement foundation, nice and thick cement foundation with cinder block walls. And then, you know, you got the floor and then this floor and then the, the, the roof on top of that. So. You might blow this roof off with a tornado, like with, you know, tornado has higher winds and pressure. That's what it comes down to is the pressure from the tornado that, that rips things open. Mm. And, uh, and a hurricane usually has like a tornado or two or something like that inside the hurricane. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, from tornado and hurricane winds, you're not going to damage this one area that's downstairs in what we call the middle room. Are, so, are, there, are there earthquakes in Florida? Just curious. No. Okay, I, I actually, you know, there was actually an earthquake here the other day. Uh, yeah. But like, but like I said, it was so light. I mean, like, I literally was in bed on my phone about to go to sleep, and then I heard doom, and then I was like, I think that was an earthquake. Uh, you know, I, you know, well, got, you ran, ran, ran outside, and I was just, nothing else happened. I mean, like I said, it's it's lucky, but I I definitely tra traumatized by uh, you know earthquakes as a kid. But uh, I mean, like I said, I've never been through uh, you know a hurricane, so I, like it's really well, interesting. Let me, to me. Let me just say, there's, I mean. The people that live in L.A. know this, that there's about anywhere from, you know, 15, 20 little earthquakes a day, every day. Yeah. You can check on uh, VolcanoDiscovery.com like I do every day, um, <laughs> because since we moved to this new house, for some reason, it not only picks up the traffic going by, but it also picks up like residual tremors and stuff from other quakes. Mm. And so you can see like it anywhere from like a, a point one up, it records the, the, the earthquakes. And, yeah, I saw the other day there's a three point one. And, you know, that's that's enough to feel a pretty good, you know, little shake from. Yeah. But here, dude, a hurricane, you know, you got time to decide what you're going to do. You I know? see. Do you board and up the windows? Party, my dad never went to a hurricane party. You know, he was a little bit uh, <laughs> more experienced and, and over him by then. But I have been to a couple of hurricane parties and um, nice. I don't remember them. So that that means they were pretty fun. <laughs> Now, 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 before we let you go, Mr. Beal, um, now, now, was he really an obedient child as I mean, pretty much growing up? Because I, I find that hard to believe because he's such a rebel nowadays, you know, especially, I mean, in my opinion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I see. That, that, that's, that's, that's no, good. he's not asking about you. He's asking about me. He's a, I... he a good kid, too. Oh, see, it runs the family, man. I I think that's good. Good people. He's just saying that because he knows that I that I you know control all the things around here now. So he knows that if he says <laughs> <laughs> <does> bad things, <laughs> someone else is in charge now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's gonna leave now. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Beal, so much. We really appreciate you for uh, making a cameo on the show, and uh, I look forward to meeting you someday. All right, so uh, maybe yeah. coming out to Florida with him someday. Uh I need to correct you on one thing. Sure. And this this guy's got it all screwed up. And that name is not pronounced Beal. It's Bielli. 
You know, I, I've always such a big difference there. No, I've always, I've always said that because Bielli sounds Italian, actually, right? And then, like I said, I, when I, when I, he told me he's Italian, I'm like, oh, so it should be Bielli, you know? Okay. I, I, so what, when did your 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 parents come over from Italy? Like what year? So let me just tell you, okay. My dad, when he got into the Air Force, and they started calling him Tony Beal, he was Tony Beal for the longest time until he met my mom, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then my mom was up in New Jersey, you know, at, at his at his home where his where my grandmother is was whatever, and and it's like, you know, how's this supposed to be pronounced? And she told him, and then that's that's what I grew up with, you know, Keith Bielli. <laughs> and it was the hardest thing to tell teachers and everything. I always got made fun of, you know, Bielli, be smelly, you know, all this other crap. So kids when will, I dealing, kids will when do I, anything to a name. Yeah, this. When uh when I started dealing with the Pentagon, like getting set up in there and everything, it was already an odd thing that I was doing. You know, the last thing I want to do is like, no, you're not saying my last name right. It's Bielli. It's not Beal. So whatever they said, I was like, yes, sir. That's it. Yes, sir. So that's where they got changed, and it's just easier to say. I see, man. I, I like that though. Smelly Bielli. That, 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 so it must have hurt as a kid, though. No, definitely, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks for that. Or actually, Mom. Mom passed away, so I can't really get after her anymore for getting me all everything. Made fun of and all that stuff as a kid, but it's okay. I turned out all right. Oh, yeah. yeah like I said, th- you know, thank you so much, Mr. Bialy. And uh, we really appreciate you making a cameo. And like I said, uh, uh, you know, th- thanks for uh, raising this guy right and, uh, you-, you know, making him such a great artist and also so responsible, too. I love this guy, you know, so uh, thank you so much. <laughs> Good man. You can go relax now. Thank you. <laughs> that was uh, an appearance from uh, Mr. Teacher's dad. Let's see. Here we go. All right, I'm back on Bluetooth. You can hear me anyway. Okay. Awesome, man. I mean, you know, we have a couple minutes actually. I want to just share with my weekend with you because uh, you know, I, I, I. I I went out to a wedding out in Texas, right around Austin. Um, our buddy uh, David Oliveri, who's been on the show, uh, Mr. Cheesesteak, the uh, guitar player. Oliveri, he's out of Atlanta, though, right? Yeah, but his mom lives in Texas on a ranch <clears throat> in Dripping Springs. So uh, right next to Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie Ray Vaughn's brother, actually. So they got married wow. out there. And uh, I just want to share something real quick, man, because it's 20 minutes outside of Austin, and I'm staying at this Holiday Inn. Uh, that uh, that uh, you know, like I said, it, it's uh, you know, a little out of the boondocks, like 20 minutes outside of Austin. And then I'm having breakfast, and I know this this group of elderly people just eating, chatting away. Um, they don't know I'm there, right? And then um, <laughs> I perk up all of a sudden when I hear like, yeah, but then she'll have to tolerate living with Asians. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, dude. And then, uh, I, yeah. I, and then I, I really wasn't really listening to their conversation at all until I heard that. And I just loudly said, tolerate living with Asians. Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, I just repeated that, you know, and then like, like and then they pretended not to hear me. And then <laughs> and then he said, oh, I can't believe that came out of your my, my mouth because I felt like like you said, he didn't know that there was anybody Asian around until I. I I repeated what he said, right? And then I said, I can't believe it came out of your mouth either. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? And uh, like I said, at the end of the day, it's just like, uh, oh boy. You, you know what I mean? It's just really funny. Like to me, um, it's not like I said, man. You know, forgive them because he, you know, like I said, he he, he didn't know I was there, and uh, you know, sometimes these kind of things happen. You know, but uh, like well, I said, dude, you know like, what? I had to I had to kind of warn my dad before we came on. I was like, look, Dad, my co-host uh, James, you know, is uh, is is Chinese. Um, so, you know, don't be, don't be making any jokes or anything like that. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, I, now I have to actually say like, oh, my parents are from Taiwan and, uh, you know, I'm born here. That, that's my introduction usually. But like I said, just to make, like I said, I don't want people thinking I'm a commie, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man. Oh, dude. Uh, our, our buddy, uh, you know, one of my favorite artists from LA, man, Mr. LA is here, Mr. Garrett, man. So, uh, yes, Garrett Swing. Let's bring him on. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Let's dance to the song we're playing on the radio. Welcome, Garen. There he is. Hey, buddy. There you go. <laughs> you hear us okay? He's doing the freeze frame thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. I can't fool you guys. You guys are like old pros. <laughs> no, I am. I'm the old one. Uh, James is uh, is the youngster here today. Yeah, man. I see but, uh, you. Uh, you're joining us here from your uh, from your studio <laughs> space. Yes, in lovely North Hollywood, California. Oh, North Hollywood. Okay. Dude, What's up, Ron? Ron, What's right? That? Who is it? Am I saying this wrong? Am I fucked up? I'm, it's James. Fuck! I tried. I really fucking And tried. Frank. My name's Frank, okay? I know, dude. I am... I... I, I really come to terms... No, no. It's not, not even... A, a, like, on a serious note, in the last month, I realized that not only did I think you were someone else and some a very embarrassing moment thing, and then I realized that I just say... I, I think... I think we talked about this a lot a year ago. Like, dude... Like it is, it is now become a problem where I'm like, don't know anyone's name. I just, and, and, and it's, I'm realizing that I've gone through life, like, you know, like Spicoli, like, Oh dude. No, it's all good. I mean, I'm just saying we, we, we chatted last time in Malibu, bro. And then, I know, I, and then Frank wasn't here. <laughs> so it, it was nice. To, you know, like it was nice to get to know you. Like I said, last time, man. And I really just, like I said, I, I was thinking about when uh, our last conversation when I came on and I was like, dude, Garrett's a fucking cool dude, man. Like he's always out there getting it, you know what I mean? And just making constantly creating, man. And I have mad respect for Garrett, man, you, you know, because this like dude is a busy guy. He exactly. Busy, man. And when he's not busy, guess what he's doing? He's busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm no, but I. Uh, yeah. I recently wait, you know what, before I go any further, uh, Garen, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate oh, it. It's an honor um, to be on. It's beyond an honor. It's, and it's crazy, too, because I actually uh, wanted to do it again. I literally a couple of weeks ago, I was telling, I mean, and I, I just think it was, it sounds so silly, but I didn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't possible. I just thought, but I, I was talking to my wife and I was like, man, I really want to uh, do like another podcast, almost like a, to re, like a, I mean, to redo it, not, and it just, it was just, but it was just like a mental thing. Like you oh, are always welcome anytime, Garen. Okay, like you well, are you see, a regular. I picked on up on that. Uh, I picked up on that telepathy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm, when, I'm when that joke, I really do believe in that. I believe in that, you know, for artists or people out there and just anyone in general, I believe that, uh, you know, the positive thinking, putting it out into the universe, I, I believe that's real. That's from real shit. I mean, no, but like I said, we have regulars on this show and you're one of them, man. Like I said, whenever you have anything you want to promote, man, on LA Street oh, Gallery, awesome. just, just holler at us, man. Like, don't, and, and, and that goes out to the people who, you know, we've said on the show that, hey, man, come back anytime. We really mean that, man. If you have something to promote, this is your mouthpiece to the uh, LA Street community, man. So uh, anyways, we're really we're really excited to have you back, Garen. And I want to know what you've been up to, man. Well, wait a second before he goes. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I just want to um, acknowledge, you know, usually whenever I, you know, we have someone joining us on Zoom, I always like to take in what's going on in the background there. And, uh, you know, you've got some of your pieces back there, but I also notice you've got a uh, little collaboration with uh, with Gorilla One uh, right there back behind you as well. Um, so Which uh, one? I, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, G1. Yes, he's Mr. G1. I, I heard one oh okay you got the, the the fancy headphones on now right yeah yeah well i want to act as if you guys have them and whatever I I like, do some you know what i'm about to do the same I, thing you are because what i've noticed when i have my glasses on with these headphones on they cause the uh you know the arms to dig into the side of my head you know yeah that, that that's a, that's a flaw of those ipod uh air max man because i have one well, of those you know what? actually it's i was looking at how these things fit me i'm just going to take them to a, an optometrist and have them get on the hot rock and bend them so that they actually come in and go alongside because if they did that it wouldn't be as bad but as they are right now fuck you know, they it they man. stick out a little bit just, just bring back the monocle dude and then and then it'll go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then right. my face get lopsided with that kind of a wrinkle, you know? <laughs> but anyways, man, so, uh, sorry, sorry. Anyway, so, so in the background, we have a collab with uh, Gorilla One, G1, and also mm -hmm. I, I, see, I see a devil back there, man. I mean, like, I'm a little scared, man. Is that a devil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so I went to, this is a, a lifetime ago. Um, yeah, in my travels, I pick up these masks in uh, Mexico, and I believe they're carved from a, um, and like a palm tree or coconut type, you know, like a, a palm tree. So it's, it's like out of palm wood. So it's, I think it's easily carved or it could be out of maybe a coconut husk, maybe even. And then, um, and then, but those are real antlers. So they take uh, goat antlers and different antlers and then they make, they hand carve these devil faces and they hand paint them and everything. And, you know, it's kind of on the, uh, I'll definitely say this wrong. Um, Morto de Halloween. Dio de los Muertos. Celebration. Yep. Thank Dio. you. That's exactly no, no, no what problem. I said. I, I just sneezed. <laughs> How about this guy? Huh? Hey, I've been down to Mexico a lot of times, man. You know, you know, I'm mean, exactly. So, uh, like I said, I've actually been down there for the Dio yeah. de los Muertos. The Day of the Dead. You yeah, know, Day I of just, the Dead. dead, dead. I, I, you know, I, I once again tried. <laughs> <laughs> but Oh, you know what? Also, <laughs> trying to speak English again. has been a real difficulty for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there myself. I also wanted to thank you again for inviting me into your studio and uh, helping me learn how to, uh, you know, make a little bit bigger mold. I've been doing molds, you know, in the past uh, years and stuff like that, but this is the first time I've made one, you know, a little bit bigger. And <laughs> I have I you redone it yet? Little... Have you, have you gonna... have oh you no, 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 those I'm, uh, I've actually got, just got the, um, the um, vacuum chamber in oh, nice. and I got material and everything. So, it, but then I had to run off to, to Florida here for you know, about a week right. or so. But when I get back from Florida, I'm going to be, you know, mixing it up, putting it in the vacuum chamber, pouring them and seeing how those molds came out. Now, oh, they're going to be really but, tight. When uh, what I was going to say is I my mistake was um, I didn't realize until after I had, you know, uh, 
went there and, and Garen helped me make the molds and everything that I got so excited being in, in, in this other space because it's nice and big and there's all these creative things everywhere. And he's got a couple of guys there working on a couple of really, really cool things. And for the past, I don't know, years or so, dude, I've been working by myself, you know? And so I ended up not really paying attention to exactly what I was doing. I made one of the, the form boxes the wrong size and had to readjust the other one. And then got it, you know, just, I just wasn't paying attention was, was, uh, is my point. You well, fucked so up. So I kind of messed up. The, no, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. We luckily Garen kind of saved my ass because <laughs> he saw what had happened and he went back and he, he was able to pull them out and, and made another mold and the mold that I had kind of messed up kind of made it to where I could use that one also. So Thanks again for that, Garen. I do remember everything that I need to remember about, you know, making them and everything. Um, so, yeah, he just he felt bad for us. Like, look, man, I'm sorry they, they turned out like this. I'm like, dude, it was my bad for not paying attention. I'm all excited because I'm around people uh, uh, working, you know? you know. There's all this amazing creative energy there, you know. I'm used to, like, you know, going out into the garage and, and doing stuff or whatever, you know, and being all by myself and, you know, going back in, maybe the kids had a bad day at school or something like that. The wife's dealing with some stress with trying to get the movie going, you know, and I'm like, uh, uh. whereas when I was leaving his space, I was all like, da, 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 da. <laughs> you know what? One thing I've noticed oh, about you teach, like you definitely feed energy off like your surroundings. You, you know what I mean? And uh, like I said, it's just like when you have a bunch of creative people around you, it definitely is like, I think you know, brings you out. Like I said, so man, we all oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah, we, we so, all, we yeah. Again, thank you well, for that. Now, what no, I wanted welcome. to get I mean, on to yeah, though, yeah, yeah. is this, this cool space that you have now. Um, and, uh, in downtown LA, why don't you tell us about that? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. For a second, I was like, Oh, I've had this space for a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so, um, you know, it's like a, a kind of a happy accident. Um, you know, this, this, you know, if I'm a, you know, be a straight shooter and, and uh, you know, cause that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the art world, yeah. you know? And uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it, that if you want to go down the, the crazy road and go down the, the rabbit hole of what's real, what's not, how much smoke, how many mirrors and what, I mean, it, it, it's, it's never ending. And so, um, you know, the, the real reality is, you know, prior to COVID just in general, the, the way that galleries work is, um, you know, th there's a waiting list. You know, and that goes pretty much across the board. And so, yeah. Um, you know, or you have to be I, dead, or you have to be like better than anyone else. Yeah, at this I mean, I mean, it's, it's 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 and it's like, you know completely political. I mean, it's 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 quite it, it's it's real. I mean, it's just like any real business. I mean, it's it's just as I mean, it's 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 a <laughs> yeah, it's like I'd say it's I, even I, one further <laughs> than political. The word I need to go to therapy over it. I mean, it's 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 it can consume <laughs> you. I mean, it can consume you. The art world. So with all that said, um, I've been showing art um, since the 90s. Like in, I would say uh, er, early 90s, um, my parents were in art. Or my parents were in the arts. I grew up in the arts. And, and uh, so I've been showing in galleries since the 90s. But the way that it's, it's always come to me, which I there's a lot of arts like this, that um, they're in their own little world. And then they send out art and they don't participate in the art world in the, as, as in you know, galleries, the social, the social aspects of it. And... and um, and that's the common way I've always been is where I've, you know, mostly out of insecurities. I don't want to sound on my resumes and, and push this agenda that I feel that 
most galleries probably get hundreds of emails and, and resumes. And so I've just kind of done my own thing my whole life and people have come to me, which is obviously a, a huge, uh, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a, it's a very, I'm very blessed. I mean, that's a great thing that people have come to me and said, Hey, you want to be in the show? So for the last, for, I mean, for much forever, I've just kind of only done art shows when people have asked, you know, galleries and whatnot, like, Hey, you want to be in a show? I'm like, okay. And you'll be in a show. Okay. So when, uh, COVID hit, all the galleries got shut, shut down. And so the, when artists were waiting a year to get into a show, now it's like two years, it's even longer. So I thought, okay, I'll just do a self-produced show, which I've done in the past. You know, it's where, you know, you find a space, th throw an event, show your art. It's for a few days, like a pop-up. And it's, it's, and it's very trendy too. People do it all, you know, it's, it's very common now. And uh, so with that, I knew this formula where you can get a space, throw a, an art show and then dip. And that was kind of my idea. I was going to do, you know, especially in the street art world, because, you know, the gallery system is a little different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so with that said is, is, is we, I started looking for different spaces to, to find a, a, a gallery or to do a gallery, uh, you know, to do something, just to show my art. And, um, I found a space downtown um, that was for lease and was brand new. And there's, um, Jesus, it's like 6,000 square feet. And um, it's in a brand new remodeled trust building, which is in downtown LA on Spring Street. It's 733. Three, three. Thank you. Four, three, three. Wow. Three, three, three. I know you know people's names, let alone the addresses. 433 South You know, you don't expect <laughs> I know my own social security. And so, so uh, with that, um, we found this space. So we kind of like went on the hunt to see, see what we can do. That's Gallery and, Row, isn't it? Yeah. And so, I mean, literally talk about a happy miracle. I, of course, I know downtown. I know Gallery Row, but at the time, because we kind of came in the back door of it, and it was all boarded up. This is during construction. It was over a year ago. We looked at this place, and when you came in the back door, and it's all board, you know, they have the, the you know, <laughs> it's like prime, prime real estate for graffiti artists. They have the uh, barricade <laughs> wall up. Now, they have a huge barricade wall up, and so you don't really see the building. You kind of so you kind of go into this garage, and you see the space, and, and I was, you know, I was like, this is amazing. And, and so, uh, you know, once the, the barricade walls came down, then you really realize, like, holy shit, this is next door to the LA bookstore. Um, and we're literally next door to uh, uh, Sugar Press. It's across the street from the Rowan Building, which my company did a, wow. a decade ago. And they've completely, I want to say, um, for better lack of words, like remodeled um, the historic district. There's a historic district, um, and I should know all this, but I, I don't know the actual logistics of it, but there's a historic district that has cleaned up that area that literally has guys pressure washing and cleaning the streets and there's, i mean it's like japan there's no doggy doo-doo on the sidewalk and well wow there once it's there it's, it's picked up i mean there'd be, be human boo-boo on, on the street sometimes but they clean up quick yeah, i wasn't gonna say and, anything um, but yeah yeah no this is i mean this guy's smoking crack and everything but they cleaned it up and so now i mean you could see how that looks that's how the street looks even i mean it's really uh amazing so you go into this front door there and then you go to the left and then well when you first you walk in that front door there there's a over a hundred year old foyer that has uh hand carved ceilings with gold leaf um and, i mean all marble wall wall to wall marble i mean not just on the floor wow. oh yeah i mean it's it's millions i mean and i it's not you couldn't they don't people don't even build like that today solid glass doors 
I mean, the doors are solid brass. I mean, you can see them there. And then with inside, too. So there are these massive brass doors. They're just gorgeous. Every, I mean, it's, oh, there you go. There you go. You can see that. And, and so wow. that's, that's the, the entrance of the place. So, and, it's, and Rising Realty, is the, uh, they own the building. And it's, so Rising Realty, so we, we actually met up with them, partnered with them, signed the lease. And, um, you know, and, and, and at the time, you know, and, and it's still to date, um, you know, I really looked at this, you know, um, with the idea of, of artists, you know, getting artists together, you know, uh, you know, I was working with Risk earlier in the year and, and, you know, and, you know, always talked about the Ferris, you know, gallery and just, you know, artists working with artists, you know, like, like the commodity of artists coming together and, and creating a space and, you know, and, and with that, you know, I, I grabbed all my artist friends and people are doing stuff and says, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's have fun and, and open up a, you know, or have a, have a show. And so uh, everyone's uh, pretty much from LA. We had, did have one artist from Boston, uh, Hameen, and, and his story is just like phenomenally insane. Um, so my Molly brought him in. And so, yeah, so, so we went and, um, pretty much did a build out and signed a lease. And now we have a gallery on gallery row and it's been, Amazing. I mean, and then on top of it, I sold a credit amount of artwork, you know, and that, you know, as a, as a working artist, well, and that's, here's the thing. Art, that's super, like, that kind of location crazy. makes that possible. You know? Yeah. I mean that, that space also, you got nice high ceilings, you know, you got kind of like an industrial background, you know, so the art is not competing with the background or anything like that. Oh, um, I mean, it's, it's it's uh and and it's on gallery row like you said with the with the outside with the nice brass doors and and you know believe it or not you know when you when you bring in somebody to to buy artwork you can charge a lot more that artwork yeah and if you bring them into a place like that a hundred percent but you know like like truthfully like my attitude like um if you look at like um michael torcado like he he came in with these pieces that were phenomenal. They're like, I mean, I, I, I should know, I should know this by you know, top of my head, but I mean, they were like 15 feet by like 15 feet as a, as a two of them and they're side by side. And they were, I mean, and people walked in, I mean, there were just two, it was a, a triplicate and there's two massive paintings that were so just amazing. Like something you'd only see in a, in, in a, in a museum. So, you know, uh, uh, Anti did a, um, like an eight by eight, just a huge monster. And so it, we, it gave artists the opportunity to come in and really do big pieces, um, show their art. Uh, Michael did a huge art installation also of, uh, I don't know, like maybe 10 surfboards hanging upside down from the, from the ceiling, which looked like this kind of beautiful chandelier sculpture. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, right there. And then, and then, um, uh, uh, James uh, Peter Henry came in with a with you know a lot of art. I mean, and he's doing. I mean, he's from Australia, but and he's locally out here in Los Angeles, and, and he brought a tremendous amount of a big body of work. I mean, it was just so much fun to be able to uh, you know have artists to really display their work. I mean, a lot of times you go to you know if you do a group show, they're like, okay, well you could bring you know three you know two by twos or you know something small or <laughs> you know and and, and and you know of course and and, and you know understandably artists want to make money but at the same time we want to show work and it's, it's, it's a definite um what i want to say a fuck mind fuck i mean whatever you want to call it i mean it's it's, 
It's like, I want to make money, but I want to show art. It's like this, like, ah. So what happens is the gallery owners say to, to, the, to the artist, like, oh, well, bring this, this, and this. That's a good seller. Like, this small, oh, I don't like that one. This, this is sell. That's a good. No, but people don't like that. Oh, they love, oh yeah, that's good. Ah. And what happens is you get yourself in the situation where you're, you're, you're uh, curating the show, curating art, to sell, which obviously, I mean, that's what we do for a living, but at the same time, I, I, I want to give the opportunity for artists to be able to show their work. And then in return, people will want to buy their work because they like, what the fuck? It's like, you know, if you look at like a Damien Hirst, I mean, those things are monsters. Where are you going to put a Damien Hirst? Even if Damien Hirst gave me a, a painting, where the fuck? I couldn't even fit it. Where am I going to put it? Where do I put a 15 <laughs> foot by 10 foot canvas of cherry blossom? Where am I going to stick that? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but, but because he has that in the museum and you can see the massiveness of, of it, you know, or like, um, um, I say the name wrong, Takami, Takami, right? Oh, Jesus, Takashi Marakami, Marakami, so bad. Matsu, It's racist, I can't even say words. No, it isn't, that's because you can't pronounce the name. He's got a show up at the, what is it, the Griffin right now? Oh, I saw it at the um at um not the Broad. The Broad, yes, exactly. That's where I saw it. Okay, remember that. I'm telling. Look at you can't you can't you have you have you can't see it, but it's like my hair's on end right now. That body of work, I I, I don't even know what to even say. You know, that makes me start crying or something. You're looking at it, and you just see like what like a thousand layers of, and you're just like, what the. Anyhow, and it just goes down for like a mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's and, it. And you, if you really like, and if you, if you're technical, if you're into art and you're technical, like the outside. Okay, so you're asking about my company. <laughs> this is the little the figures that he does has there. I do that for other artists. So I have a company that makes figurines and sculptures for not only other artists but also for the um, just. Anyone wants to buy it? <laughs> I clubs and stuff like that, and restaurants yeah, and hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we like, talked about that last Vegas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so this uh, on that side, that's like I love seeing that kind of stuff. But when I see his actual body of work, that's I mean, it's a fifty foot long piece or something. It's, I would say it's what fifty feet, twenty five feet. I mean, it's got to be fifty feet long. And, oh, it's and, it's, uh, it's fifty feet long. Uh, is it? Yes. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, yeah, and so you're looking at it, and it's in panels, and you're realizing that, you know, that it's, it's just so overwhelming. Um, sorry, I just got totally. Like, I went down that road. I'm like, whoa, dude, I totally understand. So, I get up there, so my and point I get is, yeah, close, so, yeah. and I'm closer and closer, and going, good grief, every little detail is yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 um, you know, with that said, with that being said. To give an artist or any artist the opportunity to go big and and make a statement, I think that's a that's that's me as an artist. I, I want to get that out now. Um, as you know, my wife and as a businesswoman and and a gallery owner, she's like you know it's like you know and a lot of artists too. Like I want to sell. So you so you're dealing with a lot of personalities owning a gallery to say the least. Um, but wait wait, a, wait. let know, me just let me just cut in right quick. Now when it comes to the selling work and, you know, in galleries, having a, a client list and everything. Okay. In order to get accepted into a gallery that has a client list, you know, like Blum and Poe, you know, who Blum and Poe is okay. You pretty much have to be either dead 
You know, as an artist, you either have to be dead or you have to be like this one guy that can take a, you know, go up in a helicopter and take a look at New York City and then go sit in his, you know, studio space and redraw everything from memory. You know what I mean? Right. You have got to have some kind of special talent accomplishment or something like that in order to get into a gallery that has a client list where you don't have to worry about doing any kind of, you know, presentation of yourself or bringing people in. Now, there are galleries that you know they look kind of all right um they don't have a client list you know but they still want you to you know bring your clients there to buy your work so that they get right. half of what you get now if right. you're gonna do that you better be bringing something to plate you know as a gallery and right. this space that you have now does that that's what i'm talking about earlier right. when that's, you bring I, someone I, I into a space like that, that yeah, you're going to be able to ask that high dollar amount, yeah. okay? Because it's you're not at a, you know, you say it's next door to the little bookstore, but you're not inside the bookstore in one of these no, little it's, areas. It's not a, no, you know, sure, you're I'm not sure, at I'm some sure friend's house. Too. You're not right. inside some right. restaurant that's allowing you to use the front right. part of the restaurant or something like that. Still yeah. looks nice. Yeah. This space is a stepping stone for those artists who really can ask a good amount of money for their work, but you need to have somewhere like this in order to present it and make it like an all-encompassing type of experience, you know, just like we were just showing you. Cover the walls with crazy stuff, you know, that represents yourself, and then you put your work next to that. That is how you sell artwork without a client list. You get other people talking about it, and then that's how you start selling work and then maybe eventually right. most likely not though will you get into a place like blum and poe or a place that has right. a client list right. so i right. just wanted well, to clarify that uh yeah no well here but let me let me take it to the next step further and this is the rub which i'm really trying so like desperately this is my 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 mission statement for the gallery um is it never changed but it became very real and i'll explain um being an Angelino, being involved in the art scene, um, you know, and, and uh, there's there's the legitimacy of the art scene, and then there's art and artists. And there's a right now because of it being so popular that it, you have now copycat art, which now has become a commodity. And now there's galleries popping up everywhere with knockoff work because it's it's so trendsetting, and there's a and what I want to do is I want to make sure that I keep the the real artists, the founders, the LA, like to keep the legitimacy between the real artist and the real art versus someone that's up there, even selling art that's not there yet. And or does does not ha- have the maybe it's, it's, it's a hard to explain it. Didn't have this. I didn't have this pitched yet. <laughs> it it's it has to be real. And 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 if you if you especially if you go on social media, like uh, like a perfect example, like Alec Monopoly. Right now, I have the most utmost respect for the guy for starting on Melrose uh, Street scene. As far as I'm aware, that he started on the, on Melrose in the art it's called the Mellows well, he, he was doing some stuff in New York and everything but yeah I mean I, whenever but, but, I, I go anywhere I see him I went to St. Tropez I went to you know every every single place that's rich 
that I've been there. Like I went to Mykonos, right. I went to Eos. He's up there, man. Yeah. Okay, right. I, I've seen yeah, him but, but he got so, he started. He yeah, started right. in New York, and then he came out here, and he was staying with uh, Free Humanity and uh, yeah. Jimmy Paints, um, and getting out on the streets, which Free Humanity right. was helping him to do. And then he did the show with um, Lab Arts um, with Iskander. And that yeah. show at Lab Arts is what re- that in the book, you know, he had a book there that he was giving yeah. away. That is what really started getting him going. And then from there, he was just he was hustling. Yeah. Now, 100%. also, another thing I wanted to I wanted to cover with you, uh, with Darren, is that, you know, some people when they're buying artwork, um, you know, they want it to be from an artist. You know, right. not someone who does artwork and also does this other job that kind of has to right. do with art, you know. And what I have to say to you about that is, um, do you do you know who Harrison Ford is? Yeah, I went to school. I, I grew up with a son. Like, I'm, wow. I'm my best okay. friend. Nice. Okay, Harrison Ford, um, you know, He's Star in my father's Wars. age also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo. Uh, guess what this guy was doing? In, in Hollywood before he actually got some work as an actor. He was driving a carpenter. truck or something, right? Carpenter. He was a carpenter. Okay. Exactly. Like Mr. Jesus. Garen, I thought you'd know that. Yeah. A carpenter. Okay. I'm Jewish. You know, we are so he's... <laughs> you know, he um you know, he wasn't just a pure actor. He did other things yeah. to help support yeah. what he yeah. does. Now, yeah. as an art appreciator, you know, and an art patron you should not be worried about whatever that person does to help make the money so that they can eat and their family can eat and everything. All you should care right. about is if you like that artist's work and if you like that artist as right. a person, okay? That is what you're supporting. You're supporting that person and you're supporting their artwork, okay? They don't need to be judged on, on anything else that they do to help make them make money, you know? And, and it... it uh, you know, what, what kind of experiences have you had with that, Garen? Um, personally, none. Uh, only in my mind and maybe one person, literally one person said something to me once and I carried around like a fucking huge bag of shit. And every time I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. Look what he said. I'm not a real artist. He said I'm not a real artist. I love you, Garen. I fucking love you, man. I love how honest you are and everything. You call me not a real artist. And this motherfucker watches my shows every single day. I have the shit. He's, I mean, this is, I didn't want to go there. But, you know, he, he, it's a manager. It's, you know, it's, 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 these are people in the industry that, that you know, I, I understand if, if I touch, if I'm a threat to, to someone else's pocketbook, I could see that. You know, other than that, as artists, like, I mean, See, the way I see, I have to, I mean, you don't have to, but I, I have to remember that growing up here in Los Angeles, I mean, at like 19 years old, uh, I painted a backdrop for Billy Idol, you know, for a, like a concert and Danny Boy helped me do it. And uh, I don't, and, and so I guess my point is growing up in LA, I don't think I took a picture of it. I don't think I ever like thought about it much. It's kind of like you do it, you did something and you move on and that's life. And the next day you're doing something else. You know what I mean? Like, like doing art professionally my whole life, I never thought, like it was never, okay, well, I'm gonna be straight. And not until the last few years has it ever been like, like where my feathers ever got ruffled. I'm like, what? what? Oh, see this? Oh, I'll put, give me, uh, I, this picture? 
1982. What? In in 1843. I mean, I never, no one's ever, I never even, no one's even said it. Like, it was so preposterously insane that all of a sudden I got challenged, you know, and, and, and and I'll be honest, that was the whole thing where I'm like, I told my wife, like, I want to redo my podcast. I'm like, I told people I've been doing shares since uh, 2012. I'm like, no, I made a mistake. I, I meant to say I was showing in galleries. I started in galleries, not started painting. Like, like I, I just, cause in my mind, I don't think, like, I don't think I've really, cause it's so in my head and so like, not something that I have. It's just so much of a part of who you are instead of what yeah, you're trying to be. Yeah. So, so there's no like sales pitch. It wasn't like this planned thing or curated life or cur- curated Instagram or anything curated at all in a sense of like, because prior to Instagram, so if you're like, when I grew up in Hollywood and, and I'm in the club scene since, you know, my teens, young teens back then, if you were like in a band or whoever you were, that's how you're introduced. Like, Oh, this is Joe. Dude, he's just fucking rad rapper. This is Garen. He's an artist. It's just, Oh, this is Garen. He's an artist. Oh dude, he's a rad artist. Like that's what they, and, and still today I get that. And so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, I get these crazy, like very flattering compliments. Um, but at the same time, I grew up in the old ways, and, and what I mean by that is my, like, when I was younger and I was doing street art style, first of all, it wasn't called street art style, I'm going to be honest, it, okay, it, it was no like, oh, that's cool street art style, back then it was called like lowbrow, and it was like stencil, airbrushing, um, it was pop art, you know, I, I grew up you know, admiring like Lindstein and, and, and uh, Warhol and, and this, this pop art, you know, culture. And, but when I grew up, lowbrow and West Coast culture was my thing. Like anything Robert Williams did was just iconic. And, and in my, um, how did I say, like my, probably my 30s, I, I, I became friends with him. And I go to his house and, and have, we'd have dinner. I went to the you know, screening at LACMA for, for like Mr. Bitchin documentary and, you know, and he's part of California Locos and everything. And, but I didn't know about California Locos. I knew this way back. And, and I remember people would come up to him and say like, oh my God, like, you know, what, what do you do? Like, you know, you're, you're an artist or da, da, da. And I've never heard him today say he's an artist. I never heard him say anything. He'd always say like, hey, and he's, he's, he's older and he's like, yes, I, um, yeah, I like to practice art. I was like, this motherfucker said he likes to practice art. You know what I mean? Like practice <laughs> art. Like motherfucker, you invented art. Like what do you mean? Like like you are the original. Like like you like you like to practice art. Like like what's the more to practice, dude? Like I mean and 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 and, I, and you know and he said stuff to me. I mean even a couple of years ago we were walking through and he pointed at a. It was actually funny. I think it was actually Lurie Booth. And, and he points at all the pop art and, and, as we walk by and literally, I, I, and, and, we walk, and, and he walks by his booth and points at it and goes, and he shakes his head and goes, yeah, that pop art shit's not going to last. And I'm thinking, yeah, what? Like, what are you talking about? That ain't going to last. Like, that shit's ridiculous. And, and, and there's once I were like, I just, I mean, I, him and Susan, I just, I mean, truly idolize and love and they're just so real. And, and I tried to mimic myself after that idea of like, you know, because he'd say stuff to me like, you know, like, you know, Garrett, anybody with an asshole can paint, you know. And I'd say, 
yeah, you know, like, yeah. He go, no, literally. You can stick a paintbrush in your ass and paint, you know. And 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 and, and, and so like, you know, and 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 this guy's like a fucking OG. I mean, he'd we'd be walking through the house, and he'd he'd be like, oh yeah, uh, uh, like Von Dutch gave me this, and me and Von Dutch that, and you know, I mean, he used to be. Uh, I know Jim Evans and him used to do a comic. It was a. It's gonna sound crazy, but it was like a. I don't know, Nazis on acid type uh, comic book or something. You know what I mean? Like some real out there seventies, you know, hippie shit. You know? Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, so so I guess what I'm like trying to get at is that in the earlier years, there there was, and that's you know, even in, you know when we had that first episode, you know, I, I mentioned like Instagram changed my life, like you know, in a joking just way because technically. I was walking around my whole life like a just a blonde airhead. I mean, I'm kind of like that now, uh, <laughs> just doing my own thing, and no one ever said anything. And no, I mean, I was, there were no titles. I, the titles no, were, a, weren't like, no, no one, yeah, like, yeah. no one ever beats with me, or or or. And I never had to say like, oh yeah, well I I painted with skate back in the day. So like, there was no no one like like no one. There was no beefing. There was, but then again, there probably always was. I just wasn't in my own little world. Like just in my I think world. I think that you know nowadays like that can be a beautiful thing though to be a, oblivious to all the bullshit. Trust me, I'm it sorry, was really James. nice. No, it I'm just really saying. Nice. I think nowadays people have this like if you didn't Instagram it, it didn't happen kind of attitude. It's very strange. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. all. And then you know what? And that's not living in the moment. I feel like you know a lot of people like do things like I said for the clout. They call it clout chasers and things like that, right? right? And then, like, I think well, like, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> like I said, I, I think everybody loves to have like respect and uh, the respect of their peers. You, you know what I mean? Because then you feel like, OK, like, you know, I've achieved at least some sort of like uh, it helps me uh, satisfy the own insecurities I have like inside my, yeah. inside my own heart. Right. Of course, everybody has those feelings. You know what I mean? But I think it's just like so much more amplified these days. Because like of Instagram and social media, because you see other people constantly doing stuff and you feel like, fuck, I got to go out there. This guy released a song like every fucking month. Fuck. You know, yeah. what I mean, I only released two yeah. songs last year. You, you know, what I mean, like things like that. But it's very hard to just like, you know, and then it be, people start cheating. You know, it's like they didn't even write their own. Songs. Right. You know what I mean? Right. People are people are writing songs for them and, and doing all this kind of other stuff. So at the end of the day, like I said, it's so easy to get caught up in that rat race. But I've just found that. You know, when people are, you know, constantly posting, I don't know if it's because they're posting that they're unhappy or it's they're unhappy that they're posting constantly. But that that's kind of just right. what what I've noticed. You know what I mean? So I just well, try it's a to, full time like, job. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is. You know, social media. Yeah, well, no, especially is, if you're yeah. me and you're partially dyslexic and you takes you a fucking hour just to type out a, a, a paragraph. No, and it look right. You know, like, no, that is so serious. What you just said. You know, I'm on day four of like starting my life over kind of a thing because <laughs> uh, like since COVID uh, happened, you know, everyone left my office and yeah, it's not like a bitch, but I've had a personal assistant for 20 years, uh, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my white privilege problems. Like, where's my assistant? Like, how do I pay my bills? And, <laughs> and so here I am and I've been waiting literally for a year and a half for like this imaginary office staff to come back in and get back onto the same computer, the same program. And what, what happened was my new staff bought their own computers, their own programs. And we started a new, you know, QuickBooks and all this stuff. And so I was like, you know what? No one's coming. Like no one's coming 
this is new. This is all new. Today's new day. And, and so I, I literally cleaned house. I cleaned up my shop. I took out old computers, put my new computers in, you know, and just really just cleaned house. And, and because, uh, you know, it, we are in post COVID, you know, and, and hence, you know, opening up the gallery, you know, mm. uh, hence, you know, things changing, you know, hence getting back to, to business and whatnot. Uh, you know, I really completely took advantage of COVID and my painting and my craft. Um, personally, it was supposed to, like, I had this plan. Um, I treat my business um, very much like a real business. I treat my art career and to any artist or watching, please treat your art business. If you want this as a career, this is a career. I don't care if you're doing graffiti. I don't care what yes. you're doing. You think it's not a, a job or whatnot. Treat it like a job. Treat it like a business. Exactly. You document and document everything. Yes, of course, because we can now. Because we can document everything. Yes. It's, I mean, I, I was just chewing on drugs and didn't carry a camera on me at the time. You know, and and <laughs> and uh, so so the point is like capture everything. Treat it like a business. Write down your things. You know, put fake amounts if you need to as markers. You know, like they're not. It's just the idea that you're putting down markers of, of what things cost and what you're selling for. Like I talked to my father today, and and you know, and I was like, hey, dad. I sold X amount of money this month in uh, sales. And, and I told my father, when I said, said to him, I said, this is the retail gallery prices I sold my artwork for, you know? And that's the thing too, I, I see artists do. I'm like, ah, oh, I sold a piece for 20 grand. And then all of a sudden later they're like, I thought you sold it for 20 grand. I'm like, well, that's what the fucking gallery sold it for, you know? And what I got is not the same and da, da, da. But it, it's still... I, you keep you keep everything in the retail market. You keep it even exactly. if you're You keep everything like a business, and so I treat my business like a business. And and with that yes. said, I was planning working on my company. Now, so for, so I think we talked on the last uh, inter, you know thing. I have a company that, that I make art. I, I do art. I just fucking make whatever I think of. You know, like or you know, and I say stay, stay in my lane, but I mostly just I, I I'm I'm very blessed that I take i go for it uh but with my own career because covid came i want to work on on, on my new career of, of uh sculptures and art fabrications for clients and then my personal art which is so crazy uh was going to come second and when covid hit it flipped because the work stopped and i was like oh my god this is what i wanted i i wanted to be able to just like ha have a break. I mean, I think even when I did the first interview with, with even it was with Keith, uh, yeah, but but mm -hmm. Frank, uh, Frank, I I I I know I know I'm working on it. I I uh, <laughs> that was like in the first couple of weeks. Remember, I'm like, hey, you want to come do a podcast? I, I wasn't do a podcast. It was like a live thing I did. I was like, yeah, you I, were I talking to people you? on. No, you were talking to people on IG Live, basically, right? It was yeah, live. Yeah, IG was like, Live. Yeah, it was like just the first couple. I mean, it was only supposed to be two weeks. First of all. You know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing right now? You're I forgot like, about that. Home. I'm like, I'm at home too. So I started doing this this twice a week. And you guys know what a huge undertaking this podcast is. It's a huge undertaking. It might seem like a half hour, an hour, but there's, I know there's a lot more behind the scenes than there is just while I'm talking right now. Well, you know yeah, I mean? luckily this guy is the guy that takes all the recording and everything, the interns, edits, gets it the up and all that it. stuff. Yeah, there you <laughs> but go. You know what I'm saying? But dude, and, even and, still, uh, making sure you have that exact time each week, each day for that week, and then I'm you have a guest you, set up. I was doing and the worst a week. artists, artists are the worst. Good oh, luck yeah. trying I, to keep you, them you know scheduled what, and everything. You know what's cool though? I felt like you know we had started the idea for the podcast. We were doing all these in person ones, 
And Garen, at your new gallery, I'm just gonna put it out there. We'd love to do uh, in person sometime. Oh please! Oh please! Please. <laughs> okay. So here, like, here, yeah, here, here, a... Let's go back to the gallery. Let's go back to the gallery. Yeah. That, that that is a hot thing, and I I really want to really uh here. So let me. I'm so excited. I, I actually only talk about this the whole time. So the gallery. So we signed a lease and we have a gallery, and, and we've only had it for about a month and a half. And we already did the first show. It was a great success. I think everyone got a lot of shine. We didn't do, we did a big uh, opening uh, night and then we've been open throughout the week and then we're planning on this, this kind of closing thing. And then it's just like, we weren't really sure because I, I mean, I made the mistake of saying, okay, you guys, what do you want to do? And they're like, <laughs> don't ask oh, artists what they want to do. I, I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way, but it's okay. It's okay. Cause, cause that's at least I, I, I you know, cause honestly my main i mean this sounds so silly i originally did this for myself just to be honest i i wanted like fuck everybody was gonna do an art show for myself and that was it but because of the space and it's so large and 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 it, it lent itself to saying like no like this is gonna be something like this is not good like i'll, I'll have my time in this like you know i'll, I'll get my what they say my light in the, in the sunlight i'm not gonna make this about me I'm gonna just, you know, make it about other artists and have fun. And I, and personally, I really want to stay out of it because I'm as an artist and I'm involved in the community. The last thing I want to do is be that guy going, "Oh, talk to Garen." I'm all, no fucking way do I want to be that guy. And and it, you know, because it is political. Where I'm like, you know, I'm like the puppet master over here. I'm like, talk to my wife Molly. I'm like, Molly, say no. You know, or, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to be that. You know, I didn't want to be that guy, and I really, and it kind of backfired, and, and it's a backfire because I stood back and I let the artist. Well, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, and you guys do that, and what do you guys want to do? And and because I, I I really did officially kind of let my hands go of it, 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 it just it kind of stayed stagnant. We did some fun things, so now I realize, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna get very involved in it. And, uh, you know, Molly's, of course, very involved. And so we're doing something that's coming up um, October 14th. Uh, Pep's going to do a, a show. Um, I'll give a sneak a sneak one out there. Um, uh, Dan Macho, you know what Macho is? Macho? Macho? Macho, you know what that is? Yes. He, he's going to, he's coming to do a little kind of like a solo show. You know, it'll be some, nice. I mean, we're going to do, he's, gonna be, he's doing a whole new body of work. He has a whole new style that's fucking Ooh. amazing. Nice. I love so, to see when looked, artists develop oh, and keep, you know, going. Oh, I'm so excited for him. He, cause he did it. He, his, his older style is this amazing pop art. I mean, so yeah. So like, if you look at Macha, he, he was, he did a um, lab art, you know, a decade ago and his, and he has a style, which I didn't it kind of realized it's very similar to stuff that I'm doing now where it's, you know, it's a, that Lindstein pop art, you know, with the um, um, half tones and, you know, comic style and, you know, the urban pop art. And, and it's just, it's fantastic everything he does. And now this new body of work is now this fine art where it, if you saw a picture of it, you would assume, even I did, uh, that it was silk screen. And he's doing nice. it all by hand. And it's all shading by hand and brush. And, and it's, it's mixed media. And it's just, I mean, it's really elevated art. And, and, and this is the artist I want to support. I want to support artists that have been in the game for a while that are legit that are making their that they're making a le they're leveling up and, and versus being a gallery that's catering to new artists that have only been in this like four years or so and and they're having you know and, it's a, and they have and this will be their first opportunity which i i really did want to have to, to be able to cater that 
but because of what happened was I realized that we're the first real street art gallery in over a decade on Gallery Row. Now there's a, there's a, there, wow. are, there are, and yeah. that's not all told. That's not, that's not self-proclaimed. And, <laughs> and there are other galleries that uh, Hive is a good one, I believe. Hive. Yeah. Hive. But dude, but, Hive but, does not have, like I was saying, right, you know, right, 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 when you right, have right, right, right. a client show up at the Hive, they're not going to be near as impressed and willing to spend as much money as they are when they show up at the Swing Street Gallery, dude. Right, right. And the, the reason I brought up Hive because they have real artists in there. And so the other galleries, now, if you start, you know, and, 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 and it's, I don't even know their name, to be honest. There's a lot of them. It's like, it's like the gallery you see when you go to Vegas and you walk in and there's like a bunch of knockoff design cherub in there. You know what I mean? And it's like the lollipops and the trash cans of smash and they say Hermes on it. And trust me, I do art like that all day long. But the difference is that I'm doing it as my own interpretations. They're, they're camp. They're funny. It's, I'm doing it as an artist, not as an artist knocking off art. And there's a lot of artists that aren't artists that's, that's, that's trend setting but they, they have no style to it. It's, there's no, to me personally, it's, it's like they went to some factory like mine, like the other one I'm in, they brought, they brought this, and they're like, we need 10 of these lollipops, we need five of these resin characters, and, and they, I know they look kind of like, it's like if, you know, Cos was left in the oven too long, it's all melted and fucked up, and then they splatter <laughs> paint all over it, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of between a gummy bear, a care bear, and a cause, and it's in, in, in because no one really knows, and because it's trend setting, people are buying these for thousands of dollars, and it's like, and that upsets me a little bit. That's a whole nother, probably a whole nother podcast in itself. But <laughs> I want to make sure that we're that I'm not doing that in any way, and and not me personally. I meant as as in caring art, and so you know, and I know, there's only probably maybe three or. No, there's a lot more. Probably five galleries in LA that that I, that are really like on my radar, and, and there's more than that. But if you look at the big ones, I mean, if you look at something like big ones like Maddox, uh, Art Angels, um, you have uh, uh, Think Space. Um, you know, that Beyond the Streets has a, like an, a permanent gallery now. You know, I mean, these are these are. Oh wow, that's nice. Yeah, I believe uh, I be- I'm pretty positive that Beyond the Streets opened up a permanent gallery on the Brea. Wow. Correct. Wow. Yes, I I I missed it. I I I was under the weather, but you know. So so my point is that that, that we had the history here in Los Angeles. You know, like all, you know, all my contemporaries. You know, pretty much anyone that's on your guys' podcast. You know, it's the reality is that I want to make sure that I'm true to the industry. You know, I, I've been working or talking, you know, working, talking, you know, a lot with like Cindy Schwartz, you know, you know, uh, you know, Arthur Rendon, you know, cartwheel and, 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 mm-hmm. and I, I, and, you know, and, and I, and I look at people like, um, um, uh, well, for instance, there's people that support the community, you know, and, and I like to consider myself someone like that. Like I have art that I've actually purchased from artists from galleries you know, from their show, you know, um, I'm not buying huge pieces of art, but I, I buy what I can. I don't care if it's a skateboard, a print, you know, but it's, you know, it's in thousands. And, and, and that for me is like, you know, my budget to support other artists. But uh, they, like Dave uh, Torche like bought a print off uh, 
Pep Williams for Orlando Show. And, and I look at, here's a guy that's very involved in the art community. He's a uh, founder of, um, um, like, I think California Locos. He's involved in the, um, there's a school called, um, I'll think of it in a second. But, but the reason I brought this up is because here's a guy that came to the gallery, he supported the gallery, and he bought a print. And he could have easily called up the artist and backdoored it. Yeah. No problem. I mean, he's a very tight relationship with, with the artist. He could have easily. Right. He not only bought a print that we did not even have in the gallery. He called the gallery, said, I want a print. I don't see anything here that I really, um, that was what he's looking for. And connected with the artist, exchanged photos, and he did it totally by the book. And nice. those are the things that speak volumes, volumes to me in the art community. Yeah. Because yep. he's showing he's showing the support, but he's also showing the respect of artist to artist and the gallery. And and he knows he's paying double. You know, you know, he knows that. And he and it's it you know what? Let me let me address that right quick too. Okay. To all these artists out there that you know think you have one price in the gallery and then you have another price if it comes out of your studio or something like that, you're screwing yourself by doing that. Okay. And now it is okay. And yeah, and the community. Now it is okay to have a price that you sell something for in a gallery, you know, when it's framed, okay, and a slightly less price if it's unframed. Okay. Right. That is the only time that there should be a difference in your price is if you're selling it and it is not framed, okay? Other than that, there needs to be one price. Doesn't matter if a gallery sells it or you sell it, okay? Because otherwise, you're gonna have these buyers going behind the, the gallery's back and saying, well, look, you know, I can get it for this much from the artist, you know, so what can you do? Right. And then guess what? That gallery's gonna be calling you up and they're gonna be going, what the fuck are you doing? Yep. You're no longer in our gallery now. Yeah. You just yep. fucked yourself. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I just wanted to interject that uh, information right quick. This is all very interesting. Well, here, from I'll take outside a, perspective. I'll too. take it a step further. I, I I talk to a lot of artists. I've been doing this professionally. Uh, Jesus, I mean, I mean, it's just kind of silly, but I, I've been doing this for my whole life. And and my father was in the arts, and my mother was my, was my art rep. You know, since I was in my twenties. So I, I I've been I've I've been playing this game a minute. And so I talk to artists and most artists that are green, unfortunately, because obviously they're new. And, you know, the older artists, they're, they're more seasoned. I mean, they, they don't even talk. It's funny. The seasoned artists, they come in, they're like, like, this is what it is. And like, yep, 50%. Like, they'll, just, they'll cut you off. Like, you'll be like, yep, 50%. And they, like, they know what they're getting. It's a conversation. They're, just, they're like, you know, it's old hat to them. The newer artists, because of e-commerce, because of whatever their damage is, whatever whatever they think i will this is what i recommend as an artist you have to know your price that you want okay example we're going to keep this very simple i hope let's just say it's four thousand dollars you want to sell a painting for four thousand dollars that's what you want that's the, the price you want now you have to know that through galleries retail it's always double that's just the retail business i don't care if you see commercials all day long like you buy this on Amazon for 50 cents and it's retailed for a dollar. You can make, you know, this is, this is 
to me, common knowledge that wholesale and retail. So you sell your stuff at wholesale. The retail price is $8,000, okay? Now, you need to know what your bottom line number is, okay? That means what you will not take anything less than. Now, you remember, if you're an artist and you're selling something for $4,000 and that's your price that you want, I'm gonna tell you right now, when you get that $4,000 in hand, you're gonna be doing the happy dance because I do it every time. Like, oh, oh my God. Like, I'm so fucking excited because that's the price that I wanted. Now, the price that you want is not the price that you need to set yourself up for. That's your hard number. Your hard number is the number that you would sell it to your best friend for. Your, that you will not take less than this. So as an artist, we all kind of know like what it took, our time. Now, there's some artists, trust me, I see these, these very detailed paintings and oil that I, I look and they're like $2,000. And I think, dude, there's like, there's like 100 hours in there. That's, we're not talking, I mean, I'm just talking about what you'd be happy with, okay? I don't care how long it takes, what you do. Point being is you're very happy. Now, in other words, so you know that you would be beyond happy if you want $4,000. But if someone, your best friend said, hey, bro, I want a price. This is the real conversation. Your friend's going to say, hey, dude, da, da, da. He knows that you're asking $4,000. Forget what your, retail, your wholesale price is. You know what your bottom line number is. You will not take less than. Like, it's almost an insult. Like, fuck you, bro. There's no way I'm taking 500 bucks for this. You know what I mean? But it's more of a realistic number that you would still be really happy with. So in other words, if your best friend said, bro, I want that painting, dude, and you'd give it to him, and you'd be so happy, and that guy gave you, let's just say, $2,500, let us just say $3,000, keep it simple, $3,000, okay, so $1,000 off, okay, and you know that you'd still, with $3,000, still be pretty happy because it's going to your friend, you're happy, you know that you would still take $2,500 bucks for it, you know what I mean? The point being is, you have to have a bottom line number because even if you're selling it for $4,000, the gallery is going to negotiate also because everyone negotiates. So if it's at 8,000, you might end up selling it for four. Well, half of four is 35. You see what I'm saying? So, you, so sometimes you, you want to sell a painting for eight and it's only going to sell for six. That means you're only getting $3,000. So you have to really understand what your hard bottom line number is. So that way you're super happy when it gets negotiated down. Unfortunately, a lot of artists price their work to sell where there's no negotiation. They price it knowing what the percentage is. If it's a 30, 70, a 50, 50, whatever, they're pricing it to sell with no margin of, of, of negotiation and they can lose a sale. So because they're, they're thinking about that, they, that, and it's a hard one for an artist. Trust me, I want to give away my art because I just want it out there. So there's a hard part of saying like, hey, I'll take this number and be happy with it, but don't set yourself up at a number that's so in that area that there's no room for negotiating because you're not going to be able to sell. And that's been a big experience I've noticed with artists lately that they're like, no, I want $8,000 for that. And you're like, okay. And the first thing people think is that's not worth 8,000. It's not da, da, da. And then like, I'll take 10% off. You're like, $800. Like, that's like, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even negotiating with you, but I'll tell you right now, you're telling me like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even give a fuck. And you're telling me this one boss only actually wants to negotiate. And that's what you really, I, I believe uh, is, is a real, hard lesson that i've noticed with the gallery but but that's uh, that's that's some good information advice. it's valuable advice yeah, i don't know if that was good or not but, but yeah, I've had, well here's hard, the thing you, I've had hard the, the, the bottom line is the bottom line is 
you need to figure out your price <clears throat> and Period. stick with 100%. it because if you go lower you're screwing the people that you've sold to okay yeah and you're screwing yourself from eventually you know getting other customers as well because they're going to be like well he sells for this much to this person this much to this person you know he can't really count on that you know so have a price yeah. stick to it and then maybe if you get some you know amazing accomplishments on top of that you know and you do a, a body of work that takes more time or is different then you might be able to charge more but only when you're spending yeah. more time and it's a whole development you know different than what you've been doing so yeah some good information there now um well yeah we're How getting we close here we're yeah, uh, we're, mean, we're, we're we're past done but it doesn't matter like i said man garen you're, you're what always uh back, give man. us your uh your social information give us the gallery yeah, information right. here and okay. so, uh so here so so on uh october 14th uh pep williams will be having uh a viewing um it'll be on a friday i believe um and then um there'll be some other like fun e events um coming up we'll, we'll post about it you can go follow Swing Gallery at Swing Street Gallery um, at Instagram. It's Swing Street Gallery on Instagram. Um, my, uh, I'm Mr. LA now. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. What was, the, what was the reason for the name? What was the inspiration for the name change, Gary? Well, honestly, um, Shever Ferry. Oh, Shever okay. Ferry, like, pulled me aside we had a little kit chat and and uh that was instrumentally um amazing because that was another like that was as i was explaining earlier i um so prior to covid i mean literally months prior i really just want to work on garen design and that's my company that is fabrication art fabrication whatever and then um and then garen as an artist you know i've always just done shows and just you know i I get in where I fit in. I, I enjoy painting all day. And so, so uh, I was in our, our you know, I was down uh, Art Week in Miami or, or Basel, doing the whole thing. And I flew back and, you know, I'm on the same plane as Shep and, you know, and sitting with the poor people up front. And um, uh, I was like, <laughs> hey, uh, we know what's up. And he's like, hey, Aaron, you know, and I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I've known this guy so long. He was a DJ when I knew him. If you know what I'm, I mean, that's talk about how long you've been around. <laughs> well, you, you know, this show is about DJing and art, man. Like I said, it, well, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Chef Ferry was a DJ when I yeah. knew him, you know, I mean, that's that's how long he's been around. So, so I was like, hey, Chef, what's up? And and I was like, hey, and I was like, man, I got this this kind of an issue, and it goes back to like the art. Remember, we're talking about like, kind of like, like, oh, he's like, you know, real artist, and it was kind of on my mind at the time. I was like, man, I feel like I'm, you know, I, I, like people think i'm cheating or something like you know I, i'm an art fabricator and then i do art you're like ah oh, it's easy for you or something like 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 what am i what i been practicing for 30 years that i cheated like go oh, fuck yourself like sorry <laughs> you've only been practicing for sorry you've only been doing art for six years but you know i i this is all i do you know it's all i know and 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 so he's and and he goes uh well you know what you need to do he's like you need and it's a total chef fairy like quote he goes what you need to do is you need to separate church and state and I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. You know, he's like, you got to separate yourself from your business. And I was like, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm like, run home. And I'm like, oh, I got to change the name of my company. And, you know, 
and because Chip has another company. That's why I talked about it. He has a, he has his graphic company, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, so a lot of artists have another company. They have their other art companies or their graphic design companies, and so and I know he had one, and I was like, you know, he's like, so I'm thinking, okay, I'll call it like G13 or you know, like something different, you know, not associated with Garen. And so all I kept thinking about was how I can change my company name. And um, so I was doing some art and, uh, you know, and, and I, I had this guy that I was doing, it, it's Mr. Little, he's the Western Exterminator guy. He's the, the uh, character from uh, Van Halen, it's, it's the guy with the hammer. And, and I just kind of did a lot of research on it. And, and the research is that um, a lot of people thought that uh, Von Dutch, the father, designed it. And it's it's, very, it's a historical LA landmark. It's a it's a it's iconic. The little it's called Little Man, and he is the guy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, no, not really. So, but, he, uh, so, just, so the Western Exterminator guy is a guy. Oh with yeah, a top yeah, hat yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. Right. And, this guy on your and, Mr. LA art. Uh, sorry, Mr. Right. The, the page. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Mr. Little, and and so I, I was, yeah. So I was dicking around with this guy. And he's also the character for Van Halen for 1984. They used him as, as their logo. And when I started doing research on it, and that's when I realized that uh, Von Dutch's father did not, uh, was not the illustrator. It was actually an illustrator from the Yellow Pages that drew it. And that's when I came up with the whole ghost artist thing. I was like, you know what? That's fucking, I'm like a ghost artist. I do all this art. I did art for, for you know, Mary J. Blythe, halftime video. And You're like a ghostwriter for the art yeah. industry. And so, yeah. So, I, so, yeah, so I do all this art and I don't get any shine from it. I don't care because I get paid. And that's my that's my thank you. And and so I've always had my whole career like that. I never cared. And I was like, oh, I'm going to call this ghost artist because all these motherfuckers are doing art and they're all getting, everyone's getting famous off it. Alec Monopoly's getting famous off the, the Monopoly guy. And, and this guy, the Mr. Little, you know, Von Dutch's father took credit for it and he didn't do it. And all these people do something they didn't even do. And now they're famous from someone else's work and la, 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 la. And then <laughs> someone's like, well, Mr. LA. And it's, so someone, people start calling me Mr. LA because I was doing Mr. Little. And then um, I was actually talking to, to Lurie and Lurie's like, and, and this guy has been saying my name wrong for like three years. Gower. Yeah, he's like, hey, Gerwin, how you doing? And you know, well, I, I mean, you, 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 you're you're bad at names too, so that's only fair, right? I mean, no, of course, <laughs> trust me, I I'm used to it. I mean, I have a fucked up name, and and so so I started thinking about it, and most people that know me call me G or Swing or whatever, and you know, my graffiti name was Ego, and I stopped writing that, you know, hundred years ago because that was just a phase, and 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 so so all of a sudden, Bruce was like, you know, Gant, uh, you know. Clients, you like, you know, they, they don't really, you know, they, they need something simple, like, you know, like teacher, or like, uh, you know, Plastic Jesus. Like, you need to, like, this, you know, and I was like, oh, just, you Plastic know, Jesus was like, the name they, of a song, yeah. too, right? So I'm, I'm just saying. What is? Plastic Jesus? Plastic oh, Jesus. Oh, probably. I have no idea. Yeah, is the name, is the name of a song, basically. Um, you know, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so, so, uh, the second that I, uh, People started calling me that, and, and then I was like, "Well, now I'm, I'm just change my my Instagram and just do it." And that was like the best thing I ever did because, I mean, honestly, trying to be in a noisy nightclub, trying to give someone my Instagram name is ridiculous. Like it does G U E no 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 E R I no not Karen no no not Gary no no so the G is trust me I just walk by and be like Mr L A and they're like oh my god. 
There you go, there you man. Go. I think I think yeah, it so fits too, and it fits you very well, bro. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's, I like um, it, man. So, so yeah, October fourteenth, right? Basically, that that's the day you want people yeah. to pay attention for, right? Okay, yeah, like, it'd be really fun. Like I said, any whenever you, uh, like I said, well, let's talk afterwards, and let's do some. Yeah, let's talk after you guys come down to the gallery, or, or I'll do a podcast in the gallery, or do something really fun, and. uh Bring some shine to other artists too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said, let us have a little uh, a, a wing or something like that for uh, the Paint the Town podcast. Game, I guess. You, you know awesome. what I mean? It That'd be, be awesome. I'm telling you, I can make you guys a space that literally, I'm telling you right now, if you guys would like to make a regular space there, I'll give you guys a space. Oh, man. And speaking hey. of, uh, speaking of, of uh, uh, free humanity, uh, there was a huge little mural that he did in the back of the original that's there for. Decade, Elise, and I was so excited because behind the bar, and I took pictures. I sent to him, like, look at this gem. He's like, that's like a ten years old. I'm like, I know. I'm gonna leave it in the gallery on the wall. And I and uh, came back like before opening, and they came and buffed it. Oh no. <laughs> well, hey, Garen, we'll definitely talk after the show. But thank you so much, man, for uh, coming no, on the honor. show. Thank you so and much. And like I said, man, I'm glad things are changing and working out. And like we're we're, we're looking forward to working together with you. Thank you so much, uh, brother. Love you guys. Uh, most yeah, most guys definitely. Follow us yeah. at PTTP Show and leave us a review on iTunes. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace out. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.